Hey guys, the Prince of Sport, Absolute Best, Bloodsport, Prodigy of Pancrase, whatever you want to call me, Lexis Montez here, and you're listening to the Road Home from Wrestling Podcast. Now remember, the views of said podcast are only those of podcasters and said wrestler. So if you get tensive about it, that's on you. If you get mad about it, that's sort of on you. But at the same time, it's wrestling, guys. Enjoy. On this episode, Andy and Monica make the drive to Columbus, Ohio for unsanctioned pros. Don't try this at home. Welcome to the Road Home from Wrestling. Here in my car, I feel safest of all. I can lock all my doors, and this the only way to live in cars. Well, all right, guys, we're headed home from Unsanctioned Pro in Columbus, Ohio. My name is Andy. I'm coming to you live to tape from the Road Home from Wrestling World Mobile Headquarters of the world. Of the world. That's right. And I got Monica in the front seat. What's up, Monica? What's up, Andy? I am sweet as hell, sassy as fuck, and I am ready to go tonight. Can you be both of those things at the same time? You can. Okay. Well, I can. I guess we're about to find out, huh? You know, now this is a place that um, neither of you, have, uh, neither of us, have been before, right? That's correct. Because this is a brand new promotion. This was their very first show. A gentleman named Derek, several months ago, uh, reached out to me and kind of we started talking about this show a little bit. He invited me personally, and I was like, you know what? When people invite me personally, tend to kind of go to things. So, did we give them the name of the show? Unsanctioned Pro. Unsanctioned Pro. And here what's in- it called? Unsanctioned Pro, and we are in Columbus, Ohio. I did already say that twice, but yes, oh, okay. I'm begging you to listen to the show. But uh, but anyway, what was the what was the name of the show though? Name of the show? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was called "Don't Try This at Home." That's right. That's so, right. Unsanctioned Pro is the promotion, and "Don't Try This at Home" was the name of the show. And so that's uh, you know, that's what we're looking at tonight. Now, um, this this show has an interesting history a little bit because you know there's a lot of a lot of you know not drama but it's it was fun to kind of watch and 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 communicate with Derek about his trials and tribulations getting this promotion off the ground because there's a lot of trouble you know that can happen with starting a promotion and people get jealous and blah 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 but uh but man I think they did a good job pulling off a show tonight that maybe was not what they originally wanted to do as far as like if you look at the roster of of wrestlers there's a chance they may have wanted to do a slightly different type of show tonight. We'll okay. just put it that way. So we sure did get to see a lot of hardcore wrestling, though, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about a lot tonight. But, uh, but Monica, what are your overall thoughts about Unsanctioned Pro, and how did you find the venue and the crowd and all that kind of stuff? The crowd was pretty hot. There were um, uh, definitely a lot of Manser fans in the audience, definitely a lot of Space Monkey fans, never seen Space Monkey before. That was a cool experience. We'll, we'll be talking about that we'll a lot. We'll get to that. Uh, the facility itself, it's not a UAW hall. It's a Moose Lodge. Nice. It's different for me. They actually have a full bar. I'm not really a beer fan, so Monica got to have a couple little drinky drinkies tonight. Oh, boy. Oh, just, we're on Just two. Now. Just two. Well, this is a legitimate bingo hall. Have you ever yeah. seen wrestling in a bingo hall before? No, okay. no. New experience. Well, yeah, I mean, this is... 
this is kind of where wrestling's supposed to happen, is in places like this, you know? Okay. Uh, but like you said, they had a full bar, which is outstanding. You know, the further north you get, the more you have alcohol wrestling. It seems like that in our area, there's not a lot of that that goes on, you know, and especially hard alcohol. There's none of that in any of the wrestling right. that we go to. So, right. so it's great. And the crowd was all fired up. And uh, we got a little extra time to get fired up at the beginning, right? We did. So uh, we got there kind of early to make sure, even though uh-huh. we already had tickets and we didn't need to get there early, we did anyway because we're just punctual. And, and we wanted to see the pre-show. That's right, yeah. That's uh, right. So, uh, so anyway, we got there a little early. Um, they had some issues getting into the building. I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, you know, sound like there were some staffing issues, yeah. some preparation snafus. But you know, that's going to happen all the first these, time you run a show. Absolutely, all completely normal stuff. Yes, um, that's the thing about this is like just pulling it off is like the success in it, in and of itself. So yeah. I mean, like you know, if we have criticisms on this show, which you probably heard a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, you know, it's not we're not trying to bury anybody. We're just here to you know to talk about what our experience was. And uh, so we had this wait outside for about a half about hour, about or so, half hour or so, which is not unreasonable. That's yeah. not a big deal. Especially that happens in a lot of places, especially with the early start time. So this show is supposed to start at six o'clock. It started around six thirty, right? Six forty-five was supposed to start at five forty. Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about we got it rolled about six thirty. Yeah. So not too bad, you know. And uh, especially considering whatever issues that we didn't hear about that they probably had. Right. So, um, but uh, but anyway, so now a little bit of that. And um, what do you think about like the show overall? Did you have any like just overall thoughts about it? Uh, I I I enjoyed the show. It definitely has. I will add this to my my kind of wrestling textures wall. <laughs> different than Rockstar Pro, uh, different than NWF, definitely different from PTW. The audience was really more twenty something yes, oriented. It was, was a smarky mark crowd. Smarky yes, mark crowd. Sure. Not really a lot of families. No children from yes, what I no saw. Child's so bar. I don't think there was a bar. Oh, that's that's I don't think children were allowed in there. Maybe so. oh, because they did check IDs. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it had to be twenty one. You know what? I walked right in. Did huh. check my ID. Oh, I'm, I'm old as fuck. And they looked at mine. Everybody knows it. So I'm well, older than you. And they looked at mine. Well, I mean, you know, maybe you don't look as old as me. Uh, so. I'm short and I have good skin. That's all it is. There it is. There you go. So, uh, well, anyway, well, you know, once we got into the building, we had great seats. We were sitting next to this this goddamn Jamie Coy the whole night who had all these smart-ass things to say the whole night. He <laughs> thinks he's so funny. Actually, I love Jamie Coy. He's awesome. Oh, but, he's the best. But, but fuck Jamie Coy. So, you know, he's one but, of my favorite people to sit with. I like him a lot. And, uh, you know, it's great to see him. You know, normally I was kind of pissed, though, because... Normally at shows like this, I sit really far away from Jamie Coy or on the other side of him so we can make faces at each other. So That's important. I had to do right. it like from sitting next to him. Not nearly as fun, but, you know, still was good to sit next to him. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, he's a, a much of like mine when it comes to wrestling, so with myself, so which I like. So, anyway, also a huge fan of the Road Home from Wrestling podcast, which uh, helps. Hey, hey. Makes me like people. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. So, we got to talk about wrestling, of course, and uh, we had ourselves a pre-show. And the pre-show match was also the pre-show main event. And uh, who was in this match? The pre-show match was Chris Copeland versus Kyle Taylor. Now, we are familiar with this Chris Copeland gentleman quite a bit. And he had somebody with him whose name I did not catch. And I'm really sorry because I should know this fucking guy's name. He's uh, both those guys referee at Rockstar Pro quite a bit. But they have, uh, they have like, a tag team gimmick that they work and stuff in the indies. And, you know, that's really great. First time I've ever seen this guy wrestle. 
So that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Um, now, Chris Copeland, uh, just kind of normal-looking white dude, right? I mean, just, I don't know, he doesn't have any distinctive markings or anything, I guess. Now, the other guy who was his opponent was also normal-looking white dude, only looked like he was, I don't know, 16, maybe 17? Looked pretty young. Yeah, he you know? pretty young. He probably was of age, however, um, he looked very, very young. And these two, uh, you know, green wrestlers had themselves a green wrestling match. So, uh, got any uh, thoughts about this one, Monica? Uh, there were a couple of things that made me go, oh, oh, ow, oh, ow, that looked bad. That looked unsafe. I hope his neck's okay. I really hope his neck's okay. Yeah, you know, the first couple matches were a little rough, you know, which is, is it's okay. You know, I mean, this, this is how these things go. It's not a big deal. Um, you know, a lot of, there's going to be a lot of learning that goes on with this, and, and we don't know everything, so don't, you know, don't get offended or anything, but the, uh... Oh, I don't know shit. I'm going to say that right. Right, there you go. See? I'm all opinion. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so, um, that was, you know, it was, it was a match. It was fine. You know, they did a good job kind of, like, trying to get the crowd behind them. I thought Chris Copeland did a good job trying to fire up, and, because he was the good guy, and, and what was the other guy's name? Kyle Taylor. Kyle Taylor. Uh, he was the bad guy in this situation. He got some booze. The yeah. other guy got some cheers. So, you know, that's what you're supposed to functional, do. Functional, functional yeah. pre-show match. Yeah. So who won the uh, pre-show main event? Uh, Chris won with a fisherman buster. That's right. So he won the match. Uh, that last move looked pretty cool. Um, I like that. And, um, you know, that was our pre-show match. Now, we did have a, a little break here. Um, however, you know, it wasn't an intermission or anything. So everybody settled down. You know, it was just a little bit of a break. And then uh, we had our main card. And there was a bunch of people there. Not only was there, you know, uh, Jamie Coy, of course. We were sitting right next to Caden, um, who is a very famous wrestling fan. And if you can, um, you know, look up Caden on Facebook or Twitter. You guys know who he is if you're listening to this. Um, donate to Caden. You know, uh, go to that GoFundMe. Donate him also to him. And also you can go to... The um, What a Maneuver Store. It's Wrestling Cheers, What a Maneuver Store. And there's these awesome shirts that say Fight Caden Fight on them. And uh, they are, uh, you know, available for purchase there. And all the all the proceeds go to Caden. So, you know, it's just something really cool. If you, you know, if you guys have any questions about that, you can ask Caden. But I don't discuss people's medical <laughs> issues on a, on a so podcast. He was the other, on the other side of Jamie? Correct. Yeah, okay. the, the real okay. young looking kid, young. you know. Uh, he's a very famous wrestling fan. So, uh, anyway, he also built some disgusting weapons tonight, as he is wont to do. So Yeah, I did see several wrestlers come over and talk to him mm-hmm. or sign things or bring him things that they had signed. He's a good kid. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, and then also we had Crystal and Kat of Coffee and Kick Pads. They were in the house as well. It's good to see them. Also, uh, you had some buddies there too, right? I did, uh, Christina. I don't love that. Um, That's she was her here. Twitter. That's her Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and her man were here, and a bunch of their friends, they got like 13 people together yeah, and bought they, an entire row. They bought a whole fucking row. So, uh, Good job. That's pretty cool. People were uh, tailgating in the parking lot, too. Awesome, man. Yeah. Love it. I love it. So, yeah. uh, anyway, so a bunch of people there were cool. If I didn't mention someone that was there, sorry. Or fuck you. I don't know. One or the other. But, we uh, still love you. Eh, maybe not. Who knows? That's uh, just Andy. <laughs> I still love you. Yeah, all opinions are on my own, and all of your opinions are your own, right? So, uh, <laughs> Anyway, all right, so uh, then we got our show proper. Now, this was the beginning of the show, but we didn't know that because they just started the match. What, what happened here? We, um, 
we, we had a little bit of some audio difficulties, and there really wasn't any um, entrance music for right. anyone, or to start the show, or uh, right about here is when I was, I just really kind of felt for them. Just my heart went out to them, and they just soldiered on, and good job. Well, it's not their fault, because they got into the building late, like I said, and like, they maybe didn't have time to test that shit, right. and that's but that's what pro wrestling's all about. Yeah. You know what is it? James Avery uh, said to me one time. He said he hates it when people say, "Oh, well, this is what was supposed to happen in a wrestling match or in a wrestling show." And and the reason he hates that is because whatever happens out there happens, right? You know, and so these things happen. And it's not a big deal, but it kind of was fun because uh, it you know made some uh, some shenanigans uh, available for the for the wrestlers, but. The one thing I was thinking when they were having trouble with that was they better fucking get it fixed before Mance Warner comes out. That's all I was thinking, you know, but <laughs> anyway, so who was in the uh, opening match? The opening match was a six-man elimination match. Got it. Jordan Falco. That's right. Everett Cross. Alvarado. Cody Rice. Kyle Maverick. Gavin Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's everybody. That's six. And All right. uh, since we are seeing Alvarado, we have to sing the song. Alvarado, why don't you come to your senses? Yeah, so um, <laughs> whenever Alvarado would wrestle at the okay. IWA Mid-South, uh, Justin and Ralph, who are our other hosts, who uh, also host the Road Wolf Wrestling Podcast right. in uh, the Indiana Louisville area, um, but uh, they would always sing that. So Okay, for yeah, the record, I haven't had enough liquor to sing. Oh, we can get there, but I would need well, like three more. We're drinks. in the car now, so I, don't, I didn't bring any liquor with us. In fact, I saw Dale Patrick's try to leave with a beer, yeah. and some like guy that works there was like, You can't do that! <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, That's Dale Patrick's. He can leave with a beer. You just saw him do some pretty dangerous shit. But do not leave with a beer, you know. So there's also other things you can't do at this venue. You know yes. what that is? I don't know. That would be swearing. Oh yes, yes, no so, swearing at the yeah, venue. which was kind of funny. But <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that a little later. So all right, so uh, this was six way elimination match. What I did is I took notes on who was eliminated by who and how. And so you know, this was your standard kind of scramble type match where everybody's getting their shit in. You know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what yeah. did you have any like kind of observations about it before we kind of get into who, um, who got eliminated when? Are we going to talk about? Is this the butt? Is this the naked butt? Or was that later? That's way later. That's way later. So, mm-hmm. All right. Um, I've seen Cody Rice before. Yeah. Uh, he was really over with the crowd. He's a, a sexy man, that Cody Rice, right? He's a barrel of a man. I mean, that's what he says anyway. He even did the Joey Ryan gimmick with the oil and everything. Yeah. That's hilarious. Not down the pants, but all over his chest. Well, I mean, I would assume that... It's already pretty sweaty down there. You know what I mean? So I really don't need to oil it up. I try not to think about it. Well, you know, these are the things I think about, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so now Cody Rice is awesome. I mean, we can talk about each one of these guys. So we had, uh, who else was in this? Um, Jordan Falco. Jordan Falco, kind of a dickhead. He was walking around. He had kind of a, you said he looked like a, uh, a uh, like college uh, frat guy or yeah, something like that. Yeah, he looked like a frat guy. All right. Who else? Surgeon Beard. Uh, Everett Cross. Everett Cross um, was the king of the drivers, he said, right? Yes. And we'll talk about that here in a second and Ooh. talk about how much of a king of the drivers he is. But, uh, but yeah, so he kept talking about his king of the drivers when he came out. I was like, what does he mean? Does he mean, like, 
pile drivers? And if so, that is fucking awesome. And he did. He met he did. pile drivers. So he met pile drivers. That was awesome. He was also part of some group, they said, but I didn't catch what the group was. But who else? Alvarado. Alvarado. We already talked about. He is from New York, and Alvarado is one of those guys that we've seen quite a bit. Very talented wrestler. Look for big things from him maybe in a year and a half or so, you know? Okay. Kyle Maverick. Kyle Maverick, Yahtzee motherfuckers! So, it's been so long since I've gotten to see Kyle Maverick wrestle. The last time he wrestled was in, like, an impromptu match that I saw, anyway, uh, like at Rockstar Pro, where he was wrestling in his street clothes, and it was like a squash deal for the for the uh, Fanny Pack Championship, and it was stupid. Huh, but okay. um, he, uh, gosh, I love Kyle Maverick. He's one of those guys that we used to see every week at Rockstar Pro. He's had... He's been, they say people are snake-bitten with injuries. Um, gosh, this poor guy, man. He's had so many bullshit-ass injuries. I'm so glad to see him back in the, uh, in the uh, you know, ring. And so, anyway, sorry, I'm excited about that. But who else? Gavin Glass. Gavin Glass. Um, I don't remember much about him. I remember he got pile-driven at one point, which we'll talk <laughs> about here in a second. But, uh, but anyway, um, so what was the first elimination? Actually, that is the elimination that Everett Cross eliminates Gavin Glass with a scary as fuck looking pile driver. Yes, it almost looked like he he didn't quite have the guy or something. I don't know, man. His head was way too low for my comfort. I thought it was, uh, yeah. We had problems there. But yeah, uh, yeah, so he got pile driver uh, for his troubles and he went straight to the back because he was uh, then dead. Yeah. Who, uh, who else got eliminated? Uh, Cody Rice eliminated a Maverick with a senton in the corner. Did you see this shit? So he's got, it looks like he's going to do a cannonball, right? But instead of, like, rolling forward, he rolls backwards and hits, like, a running senton in the corner. That's which actually looks pretty dangerous for the person, like, giving it, not the person taking it. Because yeah. if you over-rotate on a back bump, you just hit your head. So, yeah. like, it looked like he was trying to hit his head. That's what it looked like. That's fucked up. <laughs> Pretty cool. And Cody Rice did all kinds of cool-ass moves in this, too. He's, like, one of those big guys that does, you know, not big guy stuff, which I like. But anyway. Yeah. I, I, that's a good way to, to describe him. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, what else? Uh, Falco eliminates Cody Rice with a DDT. Yeah, and it was like, uh, you know, like off the ropes, running off the ropes, you know, total world DDT or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. I like to think of it as a lucha DDT, you know, because you see that in like a, ropes. every okay. lucha match, you know. But uh, anyway, then uh, who went out next? Alvarado eliminates Falco with a clothesline. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's serious business. It's clothesline. It's not a lariat. Because we got Mance Warner on the card, so, you know, only Mance Warner is allowed to do it later Larry. tonight, so, um, but, uh, anyway, so, uh, who, uh, who, I think Alvarado went out next, is that right? Uh, Everett Cross wins with a pile driver on Alvarado. Right, another very frightening another guy. Very frightening on um, this was, Ooh. uh, G- Jamie Coy was like, he's like, I think that's the one that killed, or that hurt Stone Cold, is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a, you know, normal pile driver, but we could see... Alvarado's head underneath, uh, yeah. you know, the Everett yeah. guy. So, uh, anyway, you know, it was a lot of fun. Everybody got their shit in. Everybody walked away. So. Yes, everyone's okay yeah. as far as we know. And uh, that was pretty great. The Everett Cross guy, he certainly is the king of drivers. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I got to talk to him for a minute outside. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. what did he say? Uh, he was really nice. We talked a little bit about 
uh, theater and stage combat and what a struggle it was to try to, you know, get the show up and running and off the ground. And he's nice. from New Jersey and he wants to work more in this area. I hope cool. we get to see him more. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, okay. Well, I'd love to see that too. So awesome. Well, uh, after that, we had ourselves another match. Is that correct? We did. We had Connor Clayton. Connor Claxton, sorry if it Clay Claxton, ah, gotcha. Connor Claxton mm-hmm. versus Forever Scotty Young. Fucking Scotty Young. You believe this guy? He thinks he's Forever Young. Yeah. Rod Stewart sucks Scotty Young, <laughs> and so do you. Scotty Young has a faux hawk. He has the smallest nipples of anyone in the world, which the crowd immediately pointed out. Tiny. They're tiny nipples, tiny, like they don't exist. Legit tiny nipples. Now, he said... We need, this is the Ask a Woman uh, section of the podcast here. Okay. Um, he said, not necessary on a man. Monica, let, let's find out. From a woman's perspective, nipples, necessary on a man or not? N- necessary. Okay. Necessary. All right. Those are a little small. I, I hope whoever his, his sweetheart person is likes them. See, another reason why Scotty Young sucks. <laughs> so there you go. Um, <laughs> He's just got weird nipples. He's got a pretty cool robe, though. You know, that robe's pretty cool. But, uh, cool. you know, he probably stole it from somebody that's awesome, though, I bet. But, uh, oh, wait. Is he the one that he put the, the hood of it up so he could yeah. take the hood down? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, he's a real jerk, that uh, Scotty Young. But, uh, and, and his opponent was Connor Claxton. Now, Connor Claxton's a guy that was at the first show I ever saw at Rockstar Pro. It was a CZW show. They were running out of that building. It's really cool. Uh, he's gone through quite an evolution since then. At that time, he was a guy who walked around with a gigantic wrench in his teeth. He just carried it around with his teeth. And okay, ev- and that's every- what the t-shirt was about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Every, every match was like a death match. And like, you know, and that's what I was talking about before, how, you know, there's a lot of death match wrestlers on this card. Lots. Lots of them. So, um, okay. you know, so he's one of those guys that's like a death match guy. Scotty Young, not a death match guy. Just like, kind of like a normal wrestler from Chicago, I think. And uh, one of the things about Scotty Young, he just reminds me of somebody from high school I just don't like. And I don't mean a specific person. I just mean he looks like a guy who could play a guy on a TV show that's a high schooler that you hate. You know? Yeah. I don't know. He just Absolutely. Starts to, or maybe, Total heat magnet. Yeah, he's just a jerk-off. You know, this fucking guy. So, uh, Connor Claxton, babyface. White meat babyface. Yeah. <laughs> um, the action was fun. We didn't get to it for a little while because there was a lot of stalling and nipple talk. So yes, lots, yes, of lots of nipple talk. You know, hey, but it was a solid match. That's it was a lot of fun. Trying to um, remember details about well, it. Well, you left for a second and you missed a quote unquote high spot. Okay. Um, and that was Connor Claxton had Scotty Young in the corner and he decided to give him a good old shoot headbutt. You know, and uh, when he did that, it busted him open. So, or maybe it was Scotty right. that hit him with his headbutt. Either way, they did did a shoot headbutt and, uh, you know, busted uh, Connor Claxton open yeah. just a little bit. Not I came back deal. with my drink, and I'm like, what? Who's, who's, <laughs> who's got color and why? Like, no, nah, it was an accident. So, uh, you know, these things happen. But, uh, but yeah, man, shoot headbutts, guys. Come on. Stop. You know, I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, just watch that Shibata match, and you'll be like, right. oh, I think I'm Shibata. Yeah, well, he can't wrestle anymore, so... Um, but guys are going to do what they're going to do. Uh, there was way more out of control shit later on that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, this was a lot of fun. This was a good, good classic wrestling match with like 
people liking the good guy and hating the bad guy. Yeah. I'm all about it, you know? It's good stuff. Do you remember anything from it that uh, you remember? Do you remember anything that you remember? I don't uh, remember anything. I swear to God, I was I drinking. I will so. later. That's the. It's just hard to process so so quickly right after. I mean, I, I um no no. Okay. There's there's no spots I could really regurgitate. All right. Well, there was a lot of good stuff. You know, uh, Connor Claxton. Uh, you know, not known as a mad technician. You know, okay. and uh, it was hilarious too because Scotty Young has a much better physique than him, but. You know, Connor Claxton, when he flexed, everybody cheered. When Scotty Young flexed, everyone was like, boo, you suck. So, uh, Scotty Young looks like he would be friends with, like, Mojo Rawley or something. Yeah. You know, they'd be buddies they and, like, drink be beer together. And, dude bros. Yeah. Dude bros, for sure. So, uh. Lift, drink brewskis. They'd be doing the gym. They'd be doing the tan. And they'd be doing the laundry. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, what, uh, who won this match? Connor Claxton won with a pile driver. Yeah, two matches in a row with a pile driver finish. Yeah. I, I get that but this sort of, was but, a uh, different, different kind of pile driver. I guess, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, though. It was good to see these guys. I hadn't seen Connor Claxton in a long time. I have a feeling that Connor Claxton Maybe getting set up to be a strong high mid card baby face here at Unsanctioned Pro. Really? So, just an idea. Okay. But uh, anyway, so um, that was a great match. It was good to see Connor Claxton. It was awful to see Scotty on. Who's Scotty on? I, I hope I hope he stubs his toe. But uh, anyway. I hope he stubs a nipple. Oh, that would be really hard. <laughs> that would have to be like precision <laughs> accuracy with whatever he's you know like. Man, gosh. I'd like to see that. So, anyway. All right. uh, So, what was the next match, Monica? Our next match was a street fight. A street fight. Now, what do you understand the rules of a street fight to be? Um, I would generally think that in a street fight, there wouldn't be a lot of rules. Yes, that's correct. But but I was wrong. Well, you know, yes, uh, you know, we had Max Recon in the house tonight, right? Yeah. And uh, we also had Referee Steve or something like that. I can't remember his, line, his name, but they kept announcing him as Referee Steve or something. Um, but, uh, you know, we had a rope break on <laughs> this match, which was pretty funny. Um, but uh, anyway, well, who was in the match that we haven't talked about? Was that? Devin Moore. Uh-huh. Notorious. Versus... Shellac? Shellac. Okay. Okay. So, Shellac looks like Brian Cage with a million tattoos. That's yeah. what he looks like. And uh, he even has the fucking mohawk and everything. And he has no teeth in the front. That was a little scary. And he is a frightening man. If you get anywhere near him and you're not afraid, a little bit. Maybe, maybe you're uh, you're gonna die someday from okay. doing something stupid. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I thought he looked like a cross between Brian Cage and John Klinger that got put in like a shrink ray. Oh, okay. Was yeah. More, not tiny, just a little more compact. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, I mean he's not super tall. Let's yeah. put it that way. But he is wide, and uh, you know he thick made... and muscled and oh. tattooed everywhere. It was the neck. The neck one was kind of freaking me out a little bit. Yeah, he's got them tries. Man. Oh. But uh, but anyway, and Devin Moore is a guy that kind of fell off the uh, the map with wrestling last year. Um, but made his uh, triumphant return at the TPI last year in IWA Mid-South. And is a guy we saw down there quite a bit. I was pretty happy when I saw him booked. Not necessarily because I love seeing him wrestle. Just because I love seeing him succeed. 
you know, I, I like Devin Moore. I think he's a good dude. And uh, I'm re- I really want to see him do well. So, uh, okay. you know, I, I do like to see him wrestle as well, but that's kind of secondary to him getting booked and people seeing him, you know, in my opinion. Um, how much do you think Devin Moore cares about his body? Wow. You know, I would hope that he cares a lot, but the way that he was letting it just be thrown around and into chairs and onto people and just... Uh, I would say not a whole lot. Were you shocked by the initial spots that they did where, you know, basically Schlack, they, they're immediately out of the ring beating each other up on the outside, and Schlack just chucking um, Devin Moore into the, the chairs? Yes, yes and no. Yes, no. We should note that um, there was a slightly different setup around the ring and that there was no barricade, which no is ropes, awesome. no anything. It's awesome. There were also no pads for them to land on, which yeah. was scary. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of move and people needing to move from their chairs because they were about to get splatted. Um, but you know, having seen people thrown over the barricade at Rockstar really hard, um, it didn't surprise me, but it was a little shocking. They never do that spot at Rockstar Pro, ever. They never do the, I'm going to Irish whip you into a million chairs because they can't because the fucking barricades are in the way. Yeah. Right? They gotta get over the barricades. That's a very common spot that you see in many other promotions that do not have barricades. Okay. By the way, fuck barricades. They are super dangerous for the wrestlers. They do not pretend give any extra protection to the fans. All they do is hurt people. So fuck those things. And, you know, I'm really glad to be at a promotion tonight that did not have barricades. Because barricades are stupid. Fuck them. So there's my opinion on that. But, it would have been uh, nice to have had, like, a table. Like in front of us. That yeah, nice. hey, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I. Because the food was good. Yeah, the food was great. Um, you know, I got some, uh, some hot dogs there at the end of the night. They were, they were marked down. You know. Oh, uh, you went for that fifty percent off. Dean sale. would have appreciated that. So yeah. Dean would have been like, he'd be like, which Dean is our other, one of our other co-hosts, by the way. He would have been like, well, what about the burger I bought earlier? Can I get a price adjustment on that one? <laughs> So, anyway, but um, so there were a lot of a lot of spots with chairs and garbage cans. I'd like to th- I would like to commend and thank them for actually using empty garbage cans and not one that was filled with garbage <laughs> at Chipotle. That was the most disgusting thing I think yeah, I've ever that was seen. Uh, but yeah, em- empty garbage cans, several chairs, uh, lots of flinging people into things, setting people in chairs, and then smacking each other. That seems to be a thing. That seems to be a spot. Yeah. Um, interesting match. Well, you know, this is one of those deals where Devin Moore is probably like, hey man, so I know that you want to throw me around, so go for it. You know what I mean? And Schlack's like, that's cool. I know you want to punch me in the face, so go for it. And, uh, and <laughs> that's... Stiff as fuck, man. It seems to be a uh, kind of brotherhood among these wrestlers, of course, that, you know, but especially deathmatch wrestlers where they're just like, hey man, you know, we're just going to kill each other, and that's what we're doing here. So, you know, it, it's kind of shocking when you see this stuff for the first time because they really do seem to be attempting to hurt each other. But at the same time, what you got to realize is Devin Moore has gone, been Irish whipped into chairs probably six or seven hundred times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So kind of knows what he's doing, although it seemed like he hurt himself a couple times. So. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of soda on the floor at yeah. one point in time, so there was some slipping in soda. you got to worry about that. They were trying to hit each other with the soda, I think, at one point. Yeah. It got all over the place. But, you know, these things happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so this was uh, as close to a death match you can get without being a death match. You know, it was basically your... Uh, your um, 
you know, the only thing was missing was blood, pretty much, right? Yeah. So, which we got zero of in this match, of course. And, uh, I don't know, who won? Uh, Shellac won with a top rope choke bomb. I believe this shit threw, like, a cave, what, like a door or something like that? They were bringing out doors and just putting each other through doors and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and then crazy. continued to beat him with the pieces of the door. I know, after the match, he started beating on Devin with the door. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. I didn't get enough. Didn't get enough. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff. There was um, some of the stuff in this match that I really liked is where they would get to the top rope and tease a spot and then not get to it till a few spots down the road, which was pretty cool. So Devin Moore's a you know good wrestler, and that's the first time I've ever seen Schlack. He is tremendous. His look is tremendous. I would very be very interested to see him in a legit death match. So maybe I'll get to see that sometime. Yeah. Not my thing normally, but I kind of want to see that. You know. I, I'm I'm very curious. The, the irony is I'm a big fan of Jimmy Havoc. Death matches freak me out a little oh, bit. Yeah. yeah. Legit. Well, you know. Um, yeah, I understand. We saw a lot of stuff tonight where guys were really, like, looked like they were getting hurt, maybe, or, I don't know. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of tough, like, just hellacious bumps tonight, yeah. just put it that way. Not just so, stiff strikes, just but, really nasty But bumps. that's the thing. What you got to understand is that these wrestlers here are trying to put themselves on the line to make this an outstanding show. And one of the ways they know how to do that is to take hellacious bumps. And that's that's what this kind of crowd wants. So, uh, anyway. All right. Well, after that, we have a tradition. And on here, whenever we have intermission, we have a little name for it. And it's called Single Intermission! So, so we had that, and uh, during single intermission, just kind of walked around and talked to some people. I talked to a monkey from space. Oh. And after that, I talked to a psychopath from the south. It was unbelievable. All in the, like, same couple minutes, you know? God, pro wrestling's so fucking awesome, man. Um, space monkey was there, and I got to talk to him, and I was really happy, and he... I explained to him, I said, look, Space Monkey, um, I know you're facing Myron Reed tonight, and lately Myron Reed's been a real jerk, and um, I said, he might, and Space Monkey immediately clutched his tail, and I said, he might, and he was like, no, no, I'll watch for that, and I was like, okay, so, really sucks, you know, I try my best to help Space Monkey any way I can, you know, I don't have the money to, like, donate for the space program and all that stuff. But you brought him bananas. I did bring bananas for him. We'll get to we'll that. We'll talk to that here a little bit. We'll talk about that here a little bit. What'd you do during... Uh, I checked out the merch tables and hit the ladies' room and chatted with a couple of people. Uh, when you got up for a while, talked with Jamie and then talked with another lady who was sitting in the front row. Nice. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, there was a lot of good people there tonight. Uh-huh. I liked it. So, uh, anyway, so that was... And after that, uh, we had ourselves another match, right? We did. A match that I would normally expect to see as a main event. Very interesting to see it at this position in the car. Mm-hmm. And that would be Dave Chris, Ace Austin, and Trey Miguel. Yeah, in a three-way uh, like match, right? Yeah. So, uh, triple threat, whatever you call it. But, uh, yeah, so this was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, these poor bastards had to come out to no music, yeah, which no music. sucked. But they did their best. And, uh, we cheered them on. The audience cheered them on thoroughly and was very, yeah. very into well, it. Well, Trey Miguel got a song started, like, uh, some, I don't know what song it is, but uh, he starts singing a song, and the crowd sang right along with him, you know? so Good crowd. Nice, you know, good yeah. crowd. Good crowd. But, uh, anyway, now, this kind of match for me, 
is kind of like, okay, so I've seen this a million times, you know what I mean, this kind of thing, so, uh, you know, I, it wasn't like something that stood out in my mind as something that was spectacular, but for a lot of people that were there that don't get to see these guys every don't single week, don't see these like guys do their flippy shit every oh, day. Oh man, these people were very impressed, oh, yeah. and as well they should be. Um, you know, this was an outstanding match, and um, you know we had all these guys get all their shit in. You know, uh-huh. um, but the only thing that they didn't do, and I got to take people to task on stuff, is you know a triple threat. Three guys can't wrestle at the same time, so we got to immediately kick somebody out, right? Yeah. The first person out was Ace Austin, I think, right? Or was it Trey? Somebody got super kicked right in the face and rolled out immediately. I think it was it was Trey super kicked Ace Austin. I That's think what it was, was. Yeah. and then Dave was out for a yeah, while. Yeah, and then him and, him and uh, Trey locked up in a collar and elbow tie-up, and I almost, like, fucking lost my shit. I was like, <laughs> when was the last time you saw Dave Chris do a collar and elbow tie-up? It's not a thing, but... Uh, but these guys know each other very well, obviously, and they've worked together quite a bit, so we got a lot of fun stuff. Uh, there was a spot in the corner when I want to say Trey went in for a, some sort of rolling flip in the corner, and it looked, it looked like it was close. Like, it, it landed, and it landed okay, but it looked like he came about half an inch from whacking his head. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, well, there's there's a lot of close spots. It was weird, yeah. you know? But at the same time, kind of made it exciting, you know? So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got all these guys' greatest hits. Uh, there was uh, one spot in particular that I thought was fucking awesome. Is that uh, Dave Chris does this move called the Square and Compass, which is like a it's like a crossroads kind of with like this weird setup that he does. Um, a two person. Well, I was gonna say yeah. So there okay. was like a two person version of that where both guys he was waiting for him. Both guys came running at him. He grabbed them both and did kind of like a two person version of that same move, which I thought that was tremendous. We've seen. We've seen him practice that before. I've oh. seen him practice that before. Okay. Yeah. A couple uh, of weeks ago. Uh, all right. Well, I have not. But no. uh, it, it looks it, beautiful. It could be something he's been hitting on Impact. I don't know. I don't watch Impact. So, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, there was uh, there was also the finish in the match was really cool too. But we also got you know Ace Austin hitting all of his kicks, using the ropes like a fucking maniac. You know, going for insane moves. We had Trey Miguel hitting all all his shit. Uh, you know, six one nine in. Was it on the ropes? Or was yeah. it in the corner? I can't remember. So the way the way that Trey's been doing this move, it's a, a six one nine type move. And what he does is it, he he gets a guy up on the uh, top turnbuckle, tucks his head under like Will Osprey does to do the super kick. Only he doesn't kick him. He then runs at him and does the six one nine in the corner and blasts him in the head that way, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's a, that's it a pretty cool good. move. I like that. Um, yeah, it's funny. Des Xavier, Desmond Xavier, was doing something similar to that before he left uh, to, you know, go on his uh, wrestling adventure or whatever. And, uh, you know, but it was it was that kind of deal where he was doing it around the turn, the, around the ring post and not in the rings, you know, or oh, in the okay. ropes. It was pretty cool. But uh, anyway, so, uh, but who won? Ace Austin won, and he pinned Trey with a combo uh, square and compass and the fold. So basically Dave Christ had Trey set up for the square and compass, and then um, what what Ace Austin is ran and hit him with the fold, which is a running blockbuster, and so that caused Dave to then hit Trey with that move, which allowed him to then pin Trey. So that was pretty cool. I, I love when a fin- when I love when a, a double move like that works without burying the guy that's that's taking it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because sometimes 
those double moves where it's like, I'm going to wait for you to set this up and wait for you to do this and wait for you to do that. And, like, Barry's the guy that has mm-hmm. to take it. This is perfect. This is time. The timing perfect. was beautiful. Excellent. So, uh, really happy well with that. Well done all job. around. Good job. So Ace awesome. Austin Shakespeare. Yeah, awesome match. I got a, sh- I got, uh, a handshake from Trey Miguel and from Dave Christ. Just because you're sitting near me. I'm pretty sure they didn't know it was me, so. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, it's me. It's, it's fine. It's totally me. Anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, so that was a fun match, and, uh, you know, it was good to see all those guys uh, wrestle each other, but not at the yeah. same time. So, I mean, I guess they did there at the end. They you know? did there was, like, two moves with all three of them involved. So, uh, anyway. Um, it, was a, it was fun, and I'm glad that this group of people who doesn't necessarily get to see that combination like we do on a regular right, basis yes, absolutely. got to enjoy them. And I, I think that that's good for us in that when you see a group of people over and over in these this set of combinations, I think you lose your appreciation for them because you lose the newness of it. So I enjoy enjoying their newness of it. Well, it's like, uh, you know, one of my favorite bands is this band called 311, right? I fucking love them. If you don't like them, so, uh, but anyway, they're really good, and I go see them all the time, and one of the reasons I like to go see them is to see people who have never seen them before, like, because they lose their shit, they can't believe what they're seeing, you know, and so, it's like you're, you're experiencing something through new eyes, like you said, you know, uh, you know, and, and there's something to that, so, you're right, but, uh, anyway, I have certainly seen a billion matches with those guys in yeah. them, you know, uh, um, but, uh, anyway. It left the, the audience, though, that particular match left the audience incredibly energized. Absolutely. I mean, that really was one of the peaks of the night. That finish was tremendous. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that was, that was good stuff yeah. and good action throughout. So, uh, And then we followed that up with a promo from Dave Christ, who put over uh, Trey and Myron, put over at Unsanctioned Pro, uh, gave it basically his blessing and his seal of approval. Yeah, he also, and if you're listening to this, you need to do this. First of all, you need to, uh, you know, share this podcast. And not only that, but share uh, Unsanctioned Pro shit on social media. Um, you know, they're very interactive. Uh, Derek did a great job uh, promoting the show and everything. And I have a feeling they're going to be back here in a couple months. Maybe sooner. Who knows? In which uh-huh. case, you know, let's let's uh, get it. There's definitely room for a few more people in there. There's a few more. It was yeah. a good crowd. Don't for, get me for wrong. For a first show? Well, oh, tremendous. So, that's um, way better than a lot of shows that I've independent shows that I've seen. Yeah, so uh, that's tremendous. They, they, you know, they drew a great crowd. And, and uh, like you said, it was a fun crowd as well. So anyway, um, so Dave put everybody over, put the place over, walked around, gave some high fives. And then uh, what happened after that? After that, we had a tag team match of the Rejects. Mm-hmm. Which is, by God, Reed Bentley and John Wayne Murdoch. And who were they facing? Dale Patricks and Mance Warner. Holy shit. So, um, now, the Rejects. I, I warned you a little bit about this match and that there would be some stiff striking in this match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because um, something I've heard about Reed Bentley, which I love these guys. I've seen these guys wrestle a million times and each time it's like, wow, how are you alive? Uh, but uh, Reed Bentley, I've often heard that his punches look so good because they're real. So that's why they look so great. They're you know, stiff, re- really um, stiff because they're really stiff. And uh, John Wayne Murdoch's a guy that I've seen wrestle a bunch at IWA Mid South, former IWA Mid South uh, champion. And these guys were very recently the IWA Mid South uh, champion. 
champions as far as tag teams, and I think they're the GCW champions right now. Uh, these guys are champions everywhere they go. It's really good to see them. Their opponents was um, Dale Patricks, who I'm pretty sure is a race car driver. I mean, his name, <laughs> he sounds like a race car driver, right? I don't know. As much as he gets his pants pulled down, he might be a stripper. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that here in a second. So, um, so Dale Patricks, who came out to a pretty good pop, and then, pop of the night, um, this music starts playing, acoustic guitar, Simple Man by Leonard Skinner, but it's this band called Shine Down doing it, acoustic version, and it goes on and on. And I had to go over and stand by Cat and, uh, and um, uh, Crystal because it's a tradition, you know, in IWA Mid-South, there's a corner there where we kind of all used to sit together every week, and uh, Mance would come over there and celebrate before the match every time. Mance Warner is fucking super over and everywhere he goes, you know? Absolutely. Uh, First impression, super over. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Simple Man plays, and here comes Mance Warner out, and it's like, it's like he's walked into church, you know? And he's about to bless everyone. And he walks out, you know, and he's doing the, the sign, and his weird signs that he does, and, you know, and he, he's praying. See, he's praying to the Lord to let him know, you know, forgive me for what I'm about to do, you know? And he also drank a light beer, Right next to me, and did uh, he drink the whole beer? Um, enough. Yes, yes, yeah, sure. Yes, I, don't say um, right. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't checking <laughs> how much beer he drank, but uh, I know that he does enjoy those, and it's great to see him. Um, now, I was a little surprised that Caden did not get to uh, to shine his boots. I was ready to jump in there, but you know, a young lady did, and I oh, saw that. Good, good for you, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, anyway, but uh, man. What is your first impression of all these guys here? Um, the the rejects, the other tag team, they very seasoned. They worked really well together. Uh, not afraid to you know give and take really hard, hard, <laughs> hard strikes, headbutts. Um, uh, what was his name? Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, fun. He was a lot of he was a lot of fun. He's he was pro, a good balance for wrestling's jackass. You know? um, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Very over with the crowd, too. Not quite, not Mance levels, but over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, he got his, your favorite spot, his favorite spot. Yeah. He got his pants pulled down again. Yeah, so, you know, Dale Patricks does have some ass-based offense. Like, for example, sometimes he will hit the earthquake uh, giant whoopsie, and uh, that is fucking awesome. He did that in this match, of course. But uh, he also... Um, I've never seen him get his ass out except for one other time. And this may be the birth of the ass out <laughs> shit for him. I'm not sure. This was at Blood Feast, which was an IWA Mid-South show last year. Um, his pants got pulled down in a spot very similar to how his pants got pulled down tonight. Uh-huh. And he wrestled the rest of like a 16, 15-minute match with his ass out. <laughs> now, tonight, you had to think... Wait a second, is he going to wrestle the rest of this match? I with did his ass? actually <laughs> think about that as I'm like peeking from behind my hands. How much of this butt are we really going to get? That's funny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he got his ass out. He's getting the shit in. You know what I mean? So, uh, and um, this was a brawl in the crowd, right? I mean, this was kind yeah. of like a, just a good old fashioned brawl because this was relaxed rules or something like yeah, that. I, I, I can't remember. So, in other words, we're not going to count anybody out or anything. So, uh, man, um, do you remember anything specific? I know we got had to get out of the way a few times. I mean, there was a lot of shit. No, I don't know right? if I could... Other than, you know, the, the glorious moon, um, I'm not sure I could remember any other spots. God, that's, that's got to be done. 
very disappointing as a wrestler, doesn't it? Like, you know, like you work really will. hard. Like you, tomorrow. And you put all this work into a match, and then all we remember is somebody's ass coming out. I swear to you, it's it's matter of brain trying to transmit short-term to long-term memory, and shit gets lost. Tomorrow morning, I will remember four or five spots from each one of these. Okay. But it doesn't count. Because it won't be on the no, podcast. No, it won't be on the podcast. So uh, we don't do revisionist history no. on the podcast. So uh, it's what it is, though. You know, one take only. But, uh, but man, I was so happy to see Mance Warner. I haven't seen him wrestle in a while. Um, you know, we did not get to see, like, kind of like, you know, what I, I've always referred to him as, uh, as Babyface, Babyface Ric Flair. And if you've seen him wrestle quite a bit, you know exactly what I mean. Um, he is just... Master of selling, and he is a tremendous, tremendous wrestler. And um, it's so weird because, like, all of his shtick is stuff that makes no sense. For example, what did you make of knee pad up, knee pad down? The crowd dug it. Was totally into knee pad up, knee pad Why? down. I Why? don't know. I imagine <laughs> if I've seen him wrestle a thousand times, I would be into it too. So. Um, the first time we saw that, we were like, what is he doing? And it's, I don't know why he just pulls the knee pad up, then pulls it down because he's got like loaded up or something, I think. I That's the deal. <laughs> um, but it reminded me of uh, a couple years ago at the, uh, at, uh, WrestleMania when the Undertaker, he put his coat on so he could take it off. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was, re- you know, quote unquote oh, retiring, retiring, right? Yeah. So he put all that shit back on, the hat and everything, just so he could, could take, take it, it off, off again. And place <laughs> it center of the ring. And, and there was another time where Mick Foley was presenting a championship to someone as the commissioner, and they already had the belt, and he had to take it from him so he could then take give it to him. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> just, it's just fucking awesome. Now, Mance Warner, I don't know if you know this, he may look young to you. He's old man, sir. He wrestled for WCW in the late '80s and the '90s. So, no shit. Absolutely. He's uh, he was on Nitro uh, every episode of Nitro, and uh, if he wasn't on there, you didn't see him. Then he was backstage booking matches. So, uh, Mance Warner's been around longer than you can even imagine, and uh, old Mancer will always be here. So, uh, anyway, now. Um, these guys beat the fucking shit out of each other. We had shoot headbutts. We had a spot where Reed Bentley and Mance Warner kind of faced off in the ring and just started punching each other. <laughs> like actually punching yeah. each other. Like hey, we, you, know, you could hear it. We're talking yeah. like history of violence kind of punching. And all history of violence. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, isn't that the one about the Russian guy? And, or no, that's that's the second one. That's uh, that's Eastern that's Promises, Eastern, which yeah. is like the same guys. All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, my buddy used to call Easter Promises floppy dick kick movie. So you know that is the scariest nudity <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Vigo Mortston, it's like fucking uh, the Return of the King. He's I mean, dick, you think you're all gonna see him dick. just like hanging out, and you're like, oh, this is yeah, scary. This is not fun, sexy time. Maybe Dale Patrick should learn some lessons from uh, Vigo in uh, in that movie, and so, you know, go the other way with it. But it's up to him. So. Uh, no, no, I don't want to see him flopping che- around. By the way, uh, check out that movie Easter Promises, and then come shoot me after you finish watching it because you're going to be angry so it's a good movie but it was a good movie boy is it sad so uh, uh yeah anyway but uh, we're not talking movies we're we talking wrestling uh, so they're punching each other everybody's punching each other but what was the finish of the match the finish of the match was the rejects win with the deep south destroyer okay so the john wayne murdoch's finishing move is a top rope canadian destroyer Okay, which looks 
terrifying every time. It looks, every time they're setting it up, I'm like, no, no, don't, oh, you know, and then they do it, right? So when they are a tag team, they do like a modified version of this where he does the top rope destroyer, but also Reed Bentley power bombs the dude as well. So that's, it's like a power bomb flipping pile driver mm-hmm. is what it we had. Impressive. It's insane. And the way they were able to hit that is Mance Warner had taken a bunch of, uh, you know, offense and was on the outside selling. And so he couldn't make it to save Dale, right? Right. So Dale got destroyed by the Deep South Destroyer there. And uh, the Rejects won. And we had a little issue here. We did. We did. Uh, it looked like. At first, Mance was trying to just pick Dale up and keep the crowd behind him and talk to him for a second. And then he turns on Dale and hoofs him in the nuts. He kicked him right in the balls, man. God damn it. And so Mance Warner turns heel on Dale Patrick's. It looks like he's about to take him out. But Connor Claxton, who looks just like Dale Patrick's, by the way, and it's confusing, comes (laughs) running out, saves the day. You know, to keep Mance Warner from beating And he was hoofing it, too. I gotta say, he was in that ring like a flash. He was. If he had done that later, he would have slipped on a Lego and and (laughs) killed himself, for sure. But uh, no Legos yet. We'll talk about that later. So, um, anyway, but, uh, man, this was a lot of fun. It was good to see everybody. Uh, Mance Warner's entrance, tremendous. One of my favorite parts of the night. So I uh, love that he took, like, an extra minute or so to just... Let the music play. Always, yeah, always. Just let the audience stew. Just let them get really hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. Uh, you know, that's his thing, man. He's been through Like I said, the first time I saw that, I had zero context. I had no idea who he was. Didn't know what this was. And we were just like, oh, my God. And at IWA Mid-South, a little person by the name of Pat Deesnuts, that's his name, for real, and uh, he's a former wrestler. Oh he comes up and shines Mance Warner's shoes, and we were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" You know, so it, it's fun when you go from "What the fuck is going on here?" to "This is one of the best wrestlers on the independent circuit." You know what I mean? And he's a guy that's tremendous. Anyway, so what uh, was Our next match was Myron Reed. Mm. I love Myron eh. versus Space Monkey. Yeah! Ow! Yeah! I, I get it now. I get why everyone loves Space Monkey now. Why? I it's totally, explain. Explain. totally get it. Um, first of all, uh, he wasn't just a monkey. He was a monkey from space. There was that, yes. You know, he had the, the helmet on and the suit. Um, and then when he took that off, he was still, you know, a monkey. And he has this really glorious tail. Uh, and his tail is both a, a, a weapon uh, and an asset to, to Space Monkey. It's a prehensile tail, too, so... <laughs> Um, but, uh, yes. Now, Myron Reed's a guy we've seen many times, a uh, young up-and-comer. Mm-hmm. A guy who, you know, I'm kind of shocked that he's not signed somewhere yet. You know, I thought for sure by now he'd be signed. He's very underrated. It's, you think? Yeah. Really? I absolutely people don't think that. think he's great? I, I think that people think he's great, but I think people are used to associating with him in tag team situations. So right. I'm very okay. happy that he's getting a chance to kind of shine on his own. He's been... He's been getting some recognition. He made it to the final three in, um, was it Tournament of Fight? Yeah. All right. He made it to the final three in that. We're seeing some pro- some progress for him, but this was this was good. Yeah. I'm not sure if you are, you might be having a little Dayton bias with your, uh, like, 
you, the way you view Myron Reed, because I would say most people view him as a singles wrestler. Oh, really? Because okay. just over the past six months has he even been in a tag team. He, the only tag team he was in before that was with Marcus Everett. They, they were called Flippin' Knees, and before that he was in the Brotherhood. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, he has been in a lot of tag teams. But I've seen him mainly as a singles wrestler, and that's what I know him as. And I think a lot of people are, are hip to Myron Reed. Okay. But, well, in the six months way, that I've been going to Rob you're right, you're right I've about seen that. him in tag but either way, he is a tremendous wrestler, and this was going to be a lot of fun because it's fun to see how wrestlers react to Space Monkey. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like when you see Space Monkey's booked against someone, you're like, okay, well, how's he going to react to what Space Monkey does? Because Space Monkey, not only is he a monkey from space, you know, he was trained by NASA and by the Canadian Space Program to wrestle. So, you know, they, they took him to space, they trained him to wrestle, and now he's back, you know? And, and I got to thank Derek a hundred times over. It is not cheap to fly someone in from fucking space. So That's some expensive thank shit. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, you know. Um, now, when Space Monkey came out, we all presented him with a gift. And what was the gift? We had bananas. Mm-hmm. There That's were lots correct. and lots of bananas. And Space Monkey needs bananas. If... No one brings any bananas. He can't do his match, so he's got to have Have you ever bananas. seen that? No, okay. never, never. That's the day. That's awesome. The day that people stop bringing bananas, he should hang up his uh, his tail and just you know put it up, you know, because man, that's that's when the world will end. But uh, so, what are some of the things that you remember? That Space Monkey did uh, and how uh, you know Myron reacted. Um, first, Myron has some of the best facial reactions of of any of the independent wrestlers that I see. So this was a lot of fun to watch him enjoy this. Um, Space Monkey offered him a banana, which I was encouraging him to take. He turned my Myron to take. You got to keep your potassium up. Work real hard. Sweating a lot out there. Got kind of warm. Um, but while uh, Myron accepted the banana and turned around and gave me the thumbs up, uh, Space Monkey put a banana peel down mm-hmm. right behind Myron. So when he turned around, he slipped and fell straight yeah, on his butt. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, don't, you don't look where you're walking. I you know. know. I mean, that's Myron just being stupid But it just there. fired Myron up, um, and he ended up uh, attacking Space Monkey's tail. He dropped an elbow on Space Monkey's tail. He started working the tail. He was working the tail hard. Now, this is something I warned Space Monkey about early in the day, and I was fucking pissed, and you don't get to see me react uh, <laughs> like a little fanboy very often, no. and, uh, you know, I do when Space Monkey's out there, and, uh, you know, I was screaming things like, he's a monkey from space, and stuff like that. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, he's working the tail, and, you know, this is despicable. It's disgusting, it's lewd, it's crude, and it's rude. And he did all these things to Space Monkey's tail. He was fucking elbow dropping it. He did uh, he did a, a, a flying double stomp on it. Top oh, yeah, stomp. the top rope double stomp on his tail. Fucking Poor asshole. tail. Man. Probably broke it. And, and when Space Monkey sells, I feel sorry for him. <laughs> Like it hurts real bad, you know? And it, so he's beating up on the tail. Now, when we saw Space Monkey uh, versus uh, Jock Sampson, which was fucking out of this world, no pun intended, really good, uh, up at Remix Pro, um, I on the podcast I was, you know, saying the same kinds of things, how fucking pissed I was because Jock Sampson was working the tail, 
just like Meyer Reed was tonight. And, you know, Dee pointed out that maybe it's kind of smart to work the tail. Because we know that tail is dangerous, you know? That tail was dangerous, and we did see that. My goodness. Yeah, he can hit you with it, and if he hits you with the tail, fucking over. It's over. Yeah. So, now we did have one thing that was pretty cool, because this was like an evenly, like, match, or, you know, match, I guess, evenly booked match, where both guys were getting shit in, you know, and eventually Myron Reed did get the heat and start beating up on Space Monkey, but then Myron Reed went for a 450, mm-hmm. and he didn't get the pin on that, and then uh, Space Monkey did a flying maneuver of some sort, and I can't remember what it was, but uh, he didn't get the pin. I'd say it was a cutter, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember, because um, it was something that he landed just like the 450, because Myron was laying in the ring. Okay. So, um, but uh, but then, we did lead to our finish. Now, uh, when Space Monkey fires up, a lot of times a banana's involved, and this time it wasn't, you know? He wrestled the entire beginning of the match while eating a banana, as is normal. I mean, he even, he even helped Myron out. We, we missed this part earlier in the match. Myron was maybe getting a little itchy up top, you know? I, um, I don't know. He may have a problem with lice because Space Monkey started to search through his hair, as a monkey would do, and he found something. We also had another spot in the match that was awesome. Space Monkey was going for a top rope maneuver, and someone in the crowd yelled, Do it for Harambe! And Space Monkey stopped to, like, point towards the sky. (laughs) Yeah. That is how uh, that is how into it the audience was for this entire oh, yeah. match. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't I'm surprised they didn't get their dicks out like Vigo Morrison, you know, dicks out for Rombe, you know? So uh, anyway, um but uh, <laughs> so how did the uh, how did this match shake out? Who okay. won and how did they win? So Space Monkey hit Myron with his tail. For the win. Now, this was no simple smack with the tail. This was a lariat to end all lariats. And Myron didn't just flip. He sold the fuck. And he a full 360 landing hard on his face with a smack. Yeah, he did. Sold like, it. He did like a shooting star press. Yeah, like a shooting star press. <laughs> fucking amazing. Oh, it was so fucking awesome. So he beat uh, Myron Reed, loses the Space Monkey, and uh, and then they they actually, you know, respect, respect, respect yep. after the match. Yep. He offered him a banana, and, he took and it. Myron took, took it. Banana. And then Space Monkey climbed at the top rope, and much like Stone Cold Steve Austin, he just started eating bananas, man, like a fucking <laughs> maniac. He was double-fisting them, and the only thing that was different is that he didn't, like, uh, you know, he didn't get them thrown to them at that moment. But at the beginning of the sh- of the match, he was catching the bananas either, in his helmet. Yeah, either with his helmet or in his hand, you know, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Some people his, can't chuck bananas, right? So, yeah, anyway, so uh, I know it was great. It was a great match. I'm so happy, and that's kind of one of the main reasons I was going. But uh, but anyway, um, I can't tell what you're trying to tell me here. But uh, anyway, so after that, uh, we had. The main event. And our main event was a Legos death match, right? And you notice that I said the word Lego. Lego. Yes. Because S means plural. So, 
Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just got beef with anybody. With okay. people saying that Legos, they say, oh, I played Lego the other day. No, it's no, Legos. Legos. You fucking played you Legos. You never you play with just one. Nobody does that. No one so. plays with just one Lego. I just, when I was a kid, I didn't go, hey, kid, you want to play Lego with me? And I said, you want to play with the fucking Legos? God damn it, let's do it. So, actually, I didn't say that, but uh, but I did say Legos. So, anyway, but uh, tonight was a Legos death match. We have been promised eighty pounds of Legos, and Legos are very light. So that is a lot of fucking Legos. A lot of fucking Legos. They were setting up a board, and then some other things. I unfortunately I had to take a personal call, so I did miss some of this. Um, well, we'll have to talk to the boss uh, about that and see uh, if you get any sanctions for your. Uh, you know, taking, I make good use taking, of my time. Taking personal calls while you're uh, uh, on I, the clock. So, I, I uh, did talk to the wrestlers that were sitting out there as well. Mm-hmm. Learned a little bit about them. So, okay. And a little bit. Derek, is that the guy? Yeah. yeah. Talk to him for a second. You care to share? Or it's all secret, top secret information. Uh, just, I wanted Derek to know that, you know, all theatrical productions, this is the way it goes. The first time around, you're always going to have. And to just, you know, keep your chin up, keep going. Because I thought that it was a great show. And worth, okay. worth it. Gotcha. And I made it back in for like the last five minutes of the match. <laughs> <laughs> so there who, were Legos everywhere oh when I got man, back in. Fucking everywhere. Yeah. So they had buckets of Legos. We had like a door with Legos stuck to it. Caden made all kinds of uh, disgusting things, you know, to with Legos stuck all to the it. Bats and yeah, man. All the kinds noodle. Of so uh, yeah, no, no, that was uh, the, that was, that was the other match. That was the death but, match. Uh, but we also had a um, the street a, Well, a, a, we had a long stick. With a water bottle stuck to it on the end of it, with uh, with Legos glued to that, so um, that was out of control. And I hope nobody IWA Mid South sees that because that's going to be at every fucking show from now. So because uh, they are big fans of that, like the the water bottle on the end of the bat thing, you know, which is a very bizarre weapon, but it makes a great noise. So uh, who was in this match? It was Marcus Crane mm-hmm. versus Eric Ryan. Now, Marcus Crane's a guy I think I've only seen like once or maybe not at all. Very uh, famous deathmatch wrestler. A very good deathmatch wrestler from all accounts. Uh, J.C. Rodden has put him over to me big time, and I just haven't seen any of his matches that I'm aware of. Uh, The other guy, Eric Ryan. Fucking Eric Ryan, man. I love Eric Ryan. He is... uh, you know, was in my favorite Dave Christ match I've ever seen, which was the Air Grind versus Dave Christ casket match from Horror Core in 2016. Uh, that was my favorite show at Rockstar Pro ever with one of the best main events ever. Tremendous. Air Grind also wants to die. So, um, you know, we as wrestling fans were like, okay, cool, we'll watch you die. And uh, normally he does something to cause himself possibly to die. Uh, tonight, he was pretty safe, you know, for the most part. The last time I saw Eric Ryan wrestle, um, he got pounced down a gigantic row of wooden bleachers and just landed in fucking worst way possible. And it's uh, one of the best gifts ever. Check it out. It's, uh, okay. from, uh, that's from uh, Hell on Earth uh, AIW last year. Tremendous show. But anyway, love Eric Ryan. Great guy. Um, also known as kind of a deathmatch wrestler as well. So. As you said, there were a lot of those there today. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of rough players. So um, this was, um, I'm going to kill you the match, you know, with uh, with Legos. And um, we had piles of Legos in the ring. 
And the way they started off the match was kind of the, I'm going to stick your head in, into these Legos. No, I'm going to stick your head into these Legos. You know, that kind of thing, okay. which was pretty funny. Um, and then we just had bump after bump after bump in piles of Legos. At one point, they brought out a big um, tub that was completely filled with Legos. Uh, Eric Ryan had taken some offense, was down on the ground, um, or on the mat. You had Marcus Crane bringing stuff out. He started pouring it all over him. And then um, he went to set up a move, but Eric Ryan just got out of nowhere, like got up out of nowhere and fucking hit like a pile driver through the giant bucket of fucking Legos. And it was destroyed and Legos went everywhere. Um, Oh, they were as far back as like the merch table. Oh yeah. When I was trying They're to make all. my way back to the seats, it's like um, sand. Like, yeah, it's like when you go to Legos out of the way. When you go to the beach and like six months later you still find sand in your car or yeah. something like that. It's gonna be like that. There's gonna be Legos they find there, you know, ten ten years from now. So uh, anyway, um, now we saw a couple bumps on the concrete on this match. What do you think? Uh, we saw that earlier too. We saw suplexes on the concrete oh, in the yeah. uh, Mance Warner match, uh, the Rejects uh, Mance Warner Del Patrick's match. What do you think about bumps on the concrete? Um. I, I have mixed feelings about bumps on the concrete <laughs> because, you know, I love my progress and my progress, they don't use mats at all. Yeah. They are concrete, wood, whatever, just the floor. But, you know, I see how hard they splat themselves and each other. And I really, really would prefer that they had mats. Here's what I know about that. Okay. I know some wrestlers prefer not to have mats. And there's, there's various reasons for that. Um, you know, one would just be the fact of uneven surfaces on the outside of the Roll ring. Roll an ankle. Right? The other thing, too, is that, believe it or not, if you do it right, supposedly a back bump on concrete doesn't hurt any more than it would in the ring. So, um, I'm not sure I believe that. Well, I've been told that by very many uh, sources that are pretty, pretty reliable. I have no reason to lie to me. Um, but at the same time, it's just more dangerous because... You know, obviously, if you do it wrong, there could be an issue. Right, there's And no you pushing. really have to protect your head. But the thing is, is that that's what pro wrestling is kind of all about. Like, the, the you know, techniques of bumping and all that stuff is all about protecting the back of your head. Right. And so, um, and sometimes the front of your head, but uh, mostly the back of your head. So, guys are kind of already, like, pre-trained to not bump their head on the ground. So, when guys hit, like, especially, like, a suplex on the, on the ground, it's a very safe move because... Neither guy can possibly hit their head because the way a suplex is designed is you have okay. you protecting the other person's head with your arm. So that's why you see suplexes a lot of time. Um, one time, I was at uh, the Ted Petty Invitational and Aaron Williams suplexed Eddie Kingston, or not suplexed, power bombed him on the concrete. And here's what you want, all right? You want a building that either has just a solid concrete floor all the way through, like it's just straight to the foundation, the footers, and everything, or one that has a basement that has a concrete floor. If you get the one that has the basement, it makes the coolest noise you've ever heard. <laughs> it's so disgusting. It's like you you are one hundred percent sure that person's dead, you know. And that's happened. I've seen that many times. And uh, I, I'm a you know, I'm I, I like bumps on the concrete every once in a while. I think it's a great high spot. That's just my opinion on it. But um, I've only seen a few uh, Larry and Mathis, I believe, mm-hmm. when Larry pulled up the uh, Larry D. Larry, mm-hmm. Larry D. pulled up the 
what, okay, I can't remember which one of, one of them pulled up the mat, and then they ended up taking the power bomb. Yeah, I think it was a suplex, and, and uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but we're talking about legendary Larry D and Ron Mathis. Uh, those guys work real safe on stuff like that. In fact, if you ever see Larry suplex a guy, he doesn't even, like, get him up in the air at all. He just kind of, like, brings him straight back. So watch it next time. You'll see. It's more of a roll, and it is a suplex. It's pretty cool. But uh, that's, those guys are smart guys. So uh, now, anyway, um, Lego Deathmatch. I mean, we had Lego spots galore. By the end of this, uh, you know, Eric Ryan's back was shredded. And uh, Marcus Crane had a big old knot on his forehead that was bleeding. Uh, just a little bit, though. It wasn't anything that was done on purpose. So um, these guys are hitting each other with this fucking bat thing that gets destroyed. And it was a lot like, uh, Dean's often said this on the podcast, that wrestling weapons are like weapons in an arcade video game where you can, like, use it twice and then it starts flashing red and then, like, you have to, like, yeah. drop it, right? So these all, all these weapons were just like that. You know, they use them for a second, you know. They did spots through chairs. So did uh, Devin Moore and um, Schlack, too. They did a bunch of spots destroying chairs. Oh, the four chairs. Yeah. The, the table yeah, made out of chairs, table, you know. Chairs. So, uh, you know, but they did some chair spots. We had some bumps on the concrete on the, the hard camera I side. I told you my brain would remember things. It just takes a little time. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, well, maybe we should do the podcast in reverse, you know. <laughs> it would be like memento of the podcast. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, this was a lot of fun. Um, I think that Eric Ryan is a master of, uh, like, kind of getting the crowd behind him and getting people to, you know, cheer. The crowd was super hot for this match. They fucking loved it. I don't know. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, I made it back in for the very last spot, uh, which was um, Crane putting Eric Ryan through a door that was covered in Legos. Yeah. The door had all these Legos, like you know, glued to it. And this was the door that at the beginning of the match they were threatening to rub each other's face on and stuff. It's <laughs> just pretty awesome. Um, and uh, they also had the spot where Eric Ryan filled Marcus Crane's mouth full of Legos and uh-huh. super kicked him, which is great <laughs> shit. Oh, you know? I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah it was a lot of fun. Um, it's good to see these guys and uh, good to see the young guy getting put over. You know, I know Eric Ryan doesn't care whether he wins or loses. You know, he cares about uh, having a good show. And it's clear. Um, it's good to see those guys. But, uh, is he the one with the longer hair? No, no. He is the, uh, the uh, <laughs> some would say, younger gentleman. Uh, he's part of a, a tag team called the Young Studs. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're not young at all. They're like, they've been around forever. But, uh, but yeah, he uh, he was the bald dude. So, okay. bald dudes. Um, but, bald dudes. Uh, by the way, hashtag bald dudes. Just bald saying. Dudes life, man. You know? And um, so, this was a lot of fun. It was really fun to go see a show or a promotion that was having their first show. That was a really fun experience, you know, because it was fun to see things. It was fun to be nervous for them, and, you know, it just kind of soak up the excitement. I think that uh, all things considered, with just a couple hiccups at the beginning, uh, this was a tremendous job and a first attempt at uh, running a promotion. Oh, absolutely. The fact that they got it off the ground... Nothing caught on fire. Nobody died. No ambulances had to be called. I, I'd call it a win. Yeah. Called a win. Well, also, I think that it was a good wrestling show, especially the last several matches. You know, first couple were a little rough, you know, but... Uh, that's usual. It's, it's, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, 
like I said, there's no, uh, we're not trying to bury anybody, just trying to tell it how it is, so, uh, anyway, but, uh, man, I really had fun, it's always good to go to Columbus, I don't get to go here for wrestling very often, sure would like to come here more often for wrestling, you know, so, that's a good thing, you know, I, I, this is hard for me to say, I will come to Columbus to see this show, and I fucking hate that drive between Cincinnati and Columbus. I'm so glad you're driving and I'm not the one that's having to drive. That's kind of how that works, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> no, I, I drive to shows. I just, okay, I drive to a show on my own sometimes. <laughs> that's about it. But, um, having driven back and forth between Cincinnati and Columbus for work, um, I avoided it at all costs. But uh, I will definitely, definitely make an effort to come here. Yeah. Well, uh, we may have a few new listeners tonight, so uh, just to kind of, you know, final thoughts on the show, and then we'll, I just want to break down real quick who we are and what we do, uh, you know, probably should have done that at the beginning of the show, but uh, at the same time, you know, I like to kind of let people know who the fuck these guys are that are talking about the wrestling and, and where you can find us to, to hear more of what we do. But uh, but anyway, what were your kind of overall thoughts on the evening? Any, any uh, things that we missed or things you wanted to mention? Overall thoughts on the evening, excellent first show, and I'm looking forward to them doing their next show. I will definitely do my best to be here and support them and like and retweet their stuff as much as I can. So my thoughts on this were, you know, like I said, outstanding job, you know, especially for a first show. I think the guys did a great job. Uh, with, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations that they had to go through to get this thing going. Uh, the other thing, too, is that there is a gap um, in the Columbus area for pro wrestling. I know there's a few promotions that run somewhat in that area, but not very often. And uh, Unsanctioned Pro has a real big chance here to kind of just slide right in there. Um, you know, part, what do they say, you know, success is preparation, or preparation meets opportunity. Well, there's something to that, but you know where else success comes? It comes from is identifying a niche and jamming yourself right in there, you know. And I think that, uh, you know, tonight was a big step in that direction. Mm-hmm. And if Unsanctioned Pro can continue to have shows and start to build themselves a little legacy, and all of a sudden, we might have our, another promotion to go to that's solid. It isn't just booking just the same guys. And a good venue, too. Got it. That was a good venue. Even if they don't like the cussing, I think we can work with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we forgot to mention it. You know, we somebody... were specifically chided about the cussing. <laughs> Reed Bentley said fuck on the mic. And some he old... said motherfucker. Yeah, some old guy walks up and tells him, and I'm like, oh, that's Reed Bentley. He'll kill you, you know? But anyway, so um, the other thing, too, I wanted to mention that I thought was really neat about the show is this brought wrestlers from all over together, like from all over our area. I know there were a few guys from New Jersey there tonight as well, and some folks from around the country, but for the most part, it was folks from our area. There were AIW guys there. There was IWA Mid-South guys there. There were guys from Rockstar Pro there. There was people from our entire area for the most part. Just no Kentucky boys. We need to get some Kentucky boys up there. But, yeah, uh, but we were missing some Kentucky boys. But that's okay, boys. you know. Um, and uh, anyway. Get uh, some ATM up there. Get you some oh, ATM. Oh, man. Austin Tyler Morris. Mm. blow your guys' minds. Harris so, Ford uh, Handsome. You will not be disappointed. But uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, it's really fun to kind of be a part of something like that as well. Um, I've never gotten to... Well, that's not true. Um, I take that back. I was going to say I've never gotten to be on the ground floor of a of a promotion, and then I realized, wait a second, I sponsor Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and I've been at every one of their shows. <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit, forgot. 
Anyway, so roll it back, roll it back. <laughs> so anyway, but it's really fun to be at a at a uh, pro wrestling show like on the ground floor. So uh, anyway, so that's what we had tonight. It was outstanding. Great job to everybody involved. Really, really appreciate all all the hard work. And if you're listening to this and you don't understand how much hard work went into this, um, I'm sure there'll be people that'll be happy to tell you about it. And uh, there is an extreme amount of work that went into this. Hours and hours and hours and hours per week went into doing this. So uh, that's the thing is that people think this uh, this job's over now. Yeah. No, it's just beginning for these right. guys. And uh, they did a great job. And, I can't and see all of the day-to-day crisis that they handled, not getting into the venue, not having an adequate staff to be able to run anything, um, having to rely on volunteers to actually staff concessions in the bar tonight. It was... They, they did a lot. You know that they lost the ring rental like two weeks ago, too. Oh, God. So, I mean, it's like, you know, it, it, when, whenever you're trying to run a pro wrestling promotion anywhere in the vicinity of other pro wrestling promotions, all of a sudden, you may have your a few problems. Gone. So, yeah, oh, stuff God. might, stuff might, somebody might rent your ring out from under you. Uh, so, you know, but that's the idea of establishing yourself as a promotion and moving forward. And as you build the rapport and you build the customer base and the online base and all the social media and all that stuff that comes with it, you build these relationships and then you're the top on the list when the rate rental comes around, you know, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that, that's stuff that uh, I find to be very interesting and I can't wait to see what happens next. So, uh, Monica, um, well, let me explain a little quick who we are and what we do. So, we are the Road Home from wrestling podcast if you're a new listener um you can follow us on any social media we're on facebook we're on twitter we're not on anything else i lied about the any social media thing but uh but you can follow us on there uh on twitter we're at the road home fw definitely want to follow us on there and on facebook just the road home from wrestling and in that way you guys can get caught up with any you know episodes that we do we don't just come to columbus for a new show we go to several shows a week every single week and have for quite some time so you can find back episodes almost 200 back episodes of all the major shows that have happened in a lot of the minor ones in the midwest area over the past year and a half two years so um it's something that you know we do and have been doing for quite some time and uh that's kind of the service that we provide is is reviews and results for all of the you know promotions that we can get to in the midwest area so if you listen to our podcast every time you're going to get four or five episodes a week sometimes and not only that interviews with guys and and not only that you're going to hear about promotions and wrestlers you've never fucking heard of so you know that's one of those deals but uh anyway so that's who we are and what we do now monica where can we find you on the internet and see what you do along with uh, the podcasting stuff well again my name is monica remy and you can find me on facebook or on Instagram at Monica Remy, and you can find me on Twitter at My Skewed View. And my Twitter is special because that's where I post all of my pictures of all of the photographs that I take at wrestling promotions. Yeah. So you specifically mostly take pictures at Rockstar Pro, right? Uh, so far, well, my, my weekly practice is at Rockstar Pro, but I have shot at NWF before, a special match here and there, and then one, one whole show that you weren't there. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe a few other matches here and there, but mainly I, I shoot a Rockstar Pro. Oh, yeah? Well, that's awesome. We can check out those pictures there. And uh, we have a slew of hosts. Uh, you can follow myself at Jerusalem Tweets. Definitely want to follow me on Twitter. 
pretty good follow on Twitter, so you might want to get on there. Um, but uh, anyway, you can follow our co-host Dean at Rowbot11. You can follow Gary at GLBTWO. And we got a couple boys from the Kentucky area, the uh, Louisville, Kentuckiana area. And they cover pro wrestling out in their area for us. And that's Justin Priest, which is Justin underscore E underscore Priest. And Ralph at Ralph O. London. And uh, that kind of rounds everybody out. We also have some pro wrestlers that are on the show a lot. And that would be uh, Planet Williams 1, Aaron Williams, and also Lexus Montez, Super Lexus 17. So uh, follow those guys as well. Also, final thing is that you can support our show. There's a couple different ways. Uh, one, we do have T-shirts for sale. Uh, just got a couple mediums and larges left, and then we're going to make another order. Uh, but if you would like a medium or large shirt, please let us know. They're wonderful shirts, and they are quality garments. Uh, the other thing, too, is that you can uh, support us for free by going to uh, audibletrial.com backslash the room home FW. We are sponsored by Audible, and you can get yourself a free book. Get the free book canceled. doesn't fucking matter. We still get credit for it. So uh, please do that. No one's done that in a while. Please do that. We need money. Um, this shit's expensive. Please. So uh, anyway, but uh, guys... I think that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else to add, Monica? No, no, I think we're done. All right, thank you so much for listening. And that's a wrap. They somehow found their way somewhere, somewhere safe. Why? But eventually. I lost hope. That is. until he returned. Some call it a miracle. Others a scientific enough. But me, I just call it.